Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. the Monday Hell podcast and welcome to a very very special episode this is our curtain raiser for the season this is our opener for the podcast um, and this was very fun very enjoyable um, very insightful uh, and I really do appreciate um, our guests for taking his time out during pre-season it is of course the Burnley legend himself uh, it's Sam Fox um, it, he spoke all things promotion relegation Goals, uh, pranks, European football, uh, the gaffe, you name it, we covered the lot. Um, I appreciate all the people that got in touch to ask some questions. I am sorry that I couldn't ask all of them. Um, we we basically had a really good conversation uh, and we were sort of filling up the hour. I didn't want to go too far over, so I had to sort of pick and choose uh, what questions got asked. Uh, but I do appreciate you getting in touch. And like I say, when we, if we do this again with another guest, you know, we'll get get your questions on. Um, but yeah, en- enjoy the podcast, enjoy the listen. I enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. It was my first proper interview of another person, so excuse the nervousness and rigidness. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. I think Sam enjoyed it. He opened up very well. He spoke fondly of the club and his time with us. Uh, he clearly holds Burnley in, in his heart, and as we do, we hold him in, in our hearts. We look back on his time with us at the club, uh, he's, he's got we've got some good memories of him and he's been in some big moments for us. So, yeah, um, enjoy the pod, enjoy the interview, enjoy Sam reminiscing and enjoy me getting giddy talking to a uh, Burnley legend. Um, if you can make sure you're following us on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, uh, at Burnley Mundial, get us downloaded on all your podcast apps uh, for the upcoming season, get subscribed so you don't miss uh, a new episode. Uh, and, yeah, in, enjoy the podcast. Thanks for Thanks for listening. Sam, cheers for joining us. How are you doing, my friend? Good evening, mate. Yes, I'm good. I'm good. I'm sat out in the garden this evening, mate. Nice sunny evening. Lovely. So yeah. Outside. <laughs> nice. Looks nice. Nice and sunny. Nice and warm. Um, how's things? How's the family? How's the little ones? Family are good. Family are good. We both had the same conversation, mate. We had to delay this till past bedtimes and bath times. So it's <laughs> yeah, 8 o'clock did. now and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm ready to go. Bit of, bit of yeah. me time now. <laughs> yeah, dad, dad, life, dad, life's good. Um, what are you on to? What are you up to at the moment? Are you ready for pre-season? Started pre-season, or are you in the middle of it? Started pre-season, mate. Yes, we started back on Monday. So uh, my favourite time of year is back around again. Sweet, sweet. Back to the uh, the doggies <laughs> and the bleep tests. And are you feeling good for the upcoming season? Are you feeling fighting fit, ready to go? Or yeah, good, excited, mate, excited. It's um. It's been good. It's been a good time down at Wickham. I'm really enjoying it. And uh, yeah, like you say, ready for a fresh start. It's always good when you come back after after a summer um, and ready to go. And uh, yeah, I'm excited, mate. It's good to go. Love that. Sweet. Right. So as we all know, you're a, I'd say you're a Burnley legend. You had a good good few years with us. You had some key moments with us, um, some good memories. I've got fond memories of that time with you with us. Um, so yeah, let's just get stuck in. So you joined with us after your loan permanently in 2012 what was it that sort of made you come back to Burnley do you know it was funny mate it was um around that time I was at Wolverhampton um after moving from Bournemouth when I was 18 and 
I had six or so loan moves in that time and uh, struggled to really find a home, I suppose, over the two years. Um, and I want to say those three or four months that I spent up at Burnley around that group and, and it was Eddie Howe that took me in. I played with Eddie and he was my coach at Bournemouth when we were young, so I knew him well. Um, and you know, when I was up there, I loved it and it was it was a great time and, and really enjoyable and got to the end of that season and, and Eddie got back in touch um, at, at the end of the season and said he wanted to make it permanent and uh, I'll be honest, I was craving craving a home at that time and um, yeah. it felt like that when I was in the building and, and good people around the place and uh, couldn't wait to get it done and, and it turned out to be the home I wanted, mate. It was a great time. <laughs> yeah, it, it worked out, didn't it? So it was, um, the club sort of provide, like, um, prides itself on being like a home only welcoming club. Did you feel it straight away from the fans that it you know we're quite a small town and we're a small club and we've got a small fan base but I think we've got a lot of without sounding too cheesy but we've got a lot of love to give players did you feel like you felt that when you when you first signed yeah definitely 100% and I think the Burnley I actually joined back when Eddie Howe was in charge was in a bit of a transition phase at the time um I think the fans could feel that as well. Obviously, in the Premier League a couple of years before, and Eddie Eddie joined, and and there was a transitional phase of the players that were in that Premier League squad kind of moving on, and and Eddie brought in a few younger lads. Obviously, myself, um, Ingsy, Charlie Austin. Mm. I remember Trips and Ben Me, and they, they were great signings. And it just we just started to gel a little bit, I think. And it was um, it was a great time to be involved in that squad, and um, and I think the fans were part of that, and they they accepted yeah. where we were at at the time as well. Yeah, yeah, I think from a club point of view we'd, we'd just drop back we'd had a few drop down from that one year we had in the Premier League and then we were sort of floundering in and around so it was good to sort of see young like decent talent come through the door you touched on Eddie Howe there what was he like as a manager and did you ever foresee him sort of having the career he's gone to have now yeah it's great and I've, I've known Eddie um for a long time when I made my debut for Bournemouth in 2006 I think it was he, he was playing centre half at the time so I played alongside him as a player and uh, yeah. he then became the coach and he was my coach at Bournemouth and then obviously brought me to Burnley so I saw that 100% I saw that driving him um, and I think at the time when he joined Burnley he was he was younger than some of the senior players at the club he went into management very early and, and was keen to learn and uh, yeah you could see that progression but it's fantastic to see where he's gone and the heights he's gone to and Obviously, Jason Tindall alongside him and, and even mm. Kieran Trippier out there as well. It's yeah. good to see the boys uh, boys doing well. Yeah, we've, we've sort of... Burnley's got a decent little like network of people that have spread out amongst like the top-level game and stuff like that. So it's, it's fascinating to see Eddie come from... Like, start, start in Bournemouth, then come to Burnley. But even though it was a short period of time, it was quite an exciting period of time for us. All we did was... So we'd score six, but we'd concede seven, sort of thing. You know, it was, but it was just all like full throttle football, and it, it was a big change to what we were used to. So um, yeah, no, it felt like that at the time, and I think probably Gaffer Sean Dyche when he came in probably reaped mm. the benefits of the signings he made, and then yeah, and the hard work that Eddie put in before he left and went back to Bournemouth. Yeah, well, come on to Sean Dyche later. We've got a few questions. <laughs> I'm sure we will. A, a big, a big chunk of a of your time there. So you mentioned like Ingsy, Trips, Ben Me. Um, but also Charlie Austin. Now, not so long after you signed in, Charlie left, didn't he? That's me, if I remember rightly. Do you yep. think that was a, a big sliding doors moment for your time at Burnley? Do you think him leaving to go to QPR, I think he went to, do you think that was yep. your gateway into your starting place? Or do you think you were always going to get that place? Or was that always going to be a good fight amongst you and you and Charlie? No, no, I think that's fair to say. And I think Charlie was brilliant for, for us mm. at Burnley. He scored full of goals what, what a goal scorer he is great great lad as well and I think he's for me in that time my first year when I signed in that transition between Eddie and um, Sean Dyche when he came in I was I was a lot of my featured featuring off the bench um, some good moments coming off the bench but it was um, a bit frustrating for me because you want to yeah. kind of felt part of the team but you want to you want to like you say get that starting position in but Charlie and Ings, he was striking up a good partnership and yeah. they were banging in the goals. And, and like you say, in Eddie's reign, when we were scoring five, they were scoring <laughs> a half-full each. So yeah. uh, it was kind of a time for me to kind of um, buy my time, I think. Um, yeah. And obviously Charlie left on the eve of uh, the following season, I think. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I ended up starting that season. I think it was Bolton at home, um, first game of that yeah. season. But it was, um, yeah, he left just on the eve. So probably, like you say, gave me my chance to come in in the team. Yeah, yeah definitely one of the things that worked out in your favour didn't it? And on the back of that, you obviously then struck up an amazing partnership with Danny Ings, which 
a lot of Burnley fans will probably agree that's probably one of the best strap partnerships we've seen at the club in quite a long, long time. Yeah. You know, we have said we had the famous song that we used to sing. I'm not going to sing it. I'm not embarrassed myself like that. But Go on, do the dance, um, mate. I remember the dance. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> no I'll uh, maybe after a few beers. I don't know. We'll see. Um, what What made your partnership with Ingsy so special? Like, how did it just work? Because it, they looked a bit of an anomaly. You, I guess, you two both looked a bit chalk and cheese sometimes. But how did how did you find it playing with him, and how did it work so well? Yeah, it's funny that it's funny you say that because people probably don't know. But I, I've known Ingsy since he was mm. twelve years old. Probably he was in my brother's youth right. team at Bournemouth. Um, right. So he was he was a young lad. He was a couple of years below me. Um, he was in my brother's youth team, but he was always a standout player. He was. We always heard about Ingsy when we, like I say, when he was 12, 13, he was mm. pushing on the door of the age groups above. Um, so I always knew about him. Um, obviously, when I progressed into the first team at Bournemouth, he was in the youth team as well. So we worked alongside each other a little bit. And um, yeah, I, I eventually moved away uh, to Wolverhampton at 18, but was still very aware of Ingsy and what he was doing down at Bournemouth and how well he was doing. And Obviously, when he got his move to Burnley, I was I was delighted for him because it was a big mm. move for him at the time. Um, yeah. And although he struggled with injuries, um, we kept in touch. And like I say, it wasn't just something that happened overnight. We kind of knew yeah. each other from when we were young as well. But it's um, it was definitely a partnership that oh, I loved it, mate. It was yeah. It was just something something just clicked on that first day when we we got together, and it was it was great. Yeah, it was magic watching you guys. Sometimes the the positions you both took up, and it was. I always get like a bit sad thinking about Ingsley because I think if he hadn't have had the injuries that he had, I think he would have been an even better player than he already is. And I think you and him would have had an even better partnership for Burnley, you know, without them little niggles and stuff. But that's that's football, isn't it? Sometimes it's how you, you bounce back from, isn't it? Yeah, it is exactly. And I still keep in touch with Ingsley now. Um, yeah. Speak to him all the time. And he's, he, he's a great lad. And like I say, even when he got that huge move to Burnley at the time, I think it was a million pound mm. Burnley played for the yeah. 18-year-old. And he was... Um, I think it was unfortunately his first day in training and he'd done his, his knee and it's yeah. those are the sort of things that have happened from over his career but what a career he's had and yeah I'm delighted for him every time I see him I keep in touch and yeah, yeah good. it's good still call each good. other Vingsy so uh, that <laughs> we love that love that that's <laughs> class <laughs> so yeah let's um, let's get on to uh, Sean the gaffer as uh, we, all, we all call him yeah. Um what was that like? What was that transition like when he came in? Then obviously you went from Eddie, and then there was a small gap, and then it went into Dash. What was the first initial sort of change that you noticed when he first came in? Yeah, the first change was Sean Dyche, probably not someone that every a household name everyone knew at the start. Aware of mm. obviously what he did at Watford beforehand, but it was um, his first meeting. I remember the first meeting he came in, the presentation he gave us, and it kind of blew us all away. Um, and you could tell it was someone that was was the gaffer, exactly as you said it there. And he, he, yeah. he ran it from top to bottom. And that was, we were aware from that from day one. Um, and yeah, it was tough. It was tough. He, he made us work yeah. hard and he was aware of the situation he walked into. And what a lot of people forget is he took over, I think it was November time that season that mm. I remember going to, it was, a, it was a tough end to the season. I remember going to Wolves with two games left, um, Wolves were in a relegation battle and we were down there as well. And I think if we lost the Wolves that day, they'd have gone above us. Um, mm. I remember Ingsy scored and we ended up beating Wolves away. And it felt at that moment what a huge moment it was. Because um, who, who knows, it could have all been a different story if we'd have ended up dropping, losing that day and dropping into the relegation zone um, yeah. with a game to go. Um, but we stayed up and that was a moment that was talked about for a long time in the dressing room. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was... It was that pre-season that we came back after that that it really kind of, yeah, yeah. ramped up a whole new level, really. Yeah, that that first season, that half season he had with us, the general feeling amongst fans was, one, who is this guy? Two, the football, probably, <laughs> probably not speaking for all Burnley fans, but quite a few that I spoke to said football were a bit turgid at times. And yeah. his first January was he signed four like four keepers, a load of defenders, and it was just nil, 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 nil. Did did you ever feel that from the fans, or did you just did you know that this was part of his long term plan that it's just gonna we're gonna tighten things up, we're gonna get better, we're gonna build, we're gonna learn this, or, or did did you all did you have doubts in the dressing room of the way that he wanted to play football, or did you all just buy into it straight away? I don't think we had doubts. I think because we were. Um... 
I don't want to say we were failing, but we were kind of mid-table mm. to bottom half anyway. Um, when he came in in November, I remember. Mm. Um, I remember the game before he took over. We I think we lost four 0 away at Cardiff, and we were we were rock bottom. Like we were quite low. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So we needed someone to come in and do that. So we we, we wouldn't have the right to turn around and say no, we're not going to play away. Yeah, yeah. We didn't deserve that. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> we, we we were buying into anything that uh, yeah. the new gaffer was saying, and and I think. Don't get me wrong, there was ups and downs, good and bad results. But like you say, on the flip side, we were, where before where we might have been losing five, six, five or whatever, we would we yeah, draw yeah. a nil-nil or maybe nick yeah. a goal or so. But it's, uh, no, nah, yeah. I think we bought into it and it's uh, staying up that season was a huge moment, mate. Huge yeah, moment. yeah. It's good when you look back at that, actually. I don't, all we, from my point of view, you know, you'll think about the good times that we had, which was just the promotion, promotion, Premier you know, and you forget actually that, that, close call at the end it could have been a completely different story and would we see the Burnley that we see today which is a hell of a different place yeah of course yeah. <laughs> um, so beginning of that promo- first promotion season then was what was the aim I mean obviously you, you want to win the league every year but what was the realistic aim that you all sat down and said what do we need to do What do, where do we need to be what was the, your aims as a, as a group do you know what? it's funny looking back because it's easy saying oh, the aim was promotion but if you, mm. like I said you, the season before we just stayed up right so yeah. um, there wasn't loads of money around the club at that time we, had, we hadn't bought many players in um, I remember we made some some good signings I remember Tom Heaton obviously was a crucial player mm. in the end he joined that summer uh, yeah. and there, there was a few other a few other players came in but we didn't I remember looking at the paper before the start of the season right and it said uh, yeah. we're relegation favourites that year and yeah. that was that was something that was actually used in the dressing room and kind of spurred us on a little bit because right. we had a great start to that season and suddenly when you first six, eight games, when you're up there, you kind of mm. start believing a little bit and you think, yeah, yeah. We, we deserve to be up there. And then um, oh, the momentum just went that year, mate. And uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, what a season it was. Great, great season. Yeah, that was good. It, it, let's say it took us all for a, a surprise. I think we were... Um, yeah, we were all just sort of probably in the same boat as you, you guys at the start of the season where you, you go, right, you go, right, new season. Yeah, let's get promoted. Let's go for it. But realistically, you'd probably think deep down, yeah, we'll just settle for mid-table and then we'll go again. But <laughs> that that season was incredible to see because, again, that's probably that's good on paper. Like not to, you know, be too, you know, beat the lads down too yeah. much. I don't think was a championship challenging, promotion challenging team. And to finish second in that division was quite an achievement. Do you have any like standout moments or games from that season that you remember that you think, yeah, this is us, we're, we're going up, you know, we're, we're doing it? Yeah, do you know what? And I think it was, I know Leicester ran away of it that season. Uh, we didn't run away of it, we were challenging them at the end, but yeah. um, they, they, were, they were the top team that year. But I remember QPR always being around it as well and they were always a big team that year. And I think, I remember beating them at home in a huge game. Um and we went down there and we threw one away in the last minute, but we drew three Um I, I remember those games as standout games as being like, yeah, we, we, we should be in the mix. Do you know what I mean? They, they had some yeah. big names at the time. They were spending a lot of money, QPR. And they were the moments, I think, that I felt like, yeah, we should really be up there. And it was um, and it was good. It was good to be challenging up there. I think you mentioned myself yeah. and Ingsy. We, until January, when we bought Barnsley from Brighton, we were the only yeah. two strikers at the club. Do you know what I mean? And it was... Um, yeah. It was it was relentless that season because we had yeah. probably fourteen slash fifteen players that actually played every game basically. If you know yeah. what I mean, so like not much rotation in a squad that's fighting yeah. at the top is is tough. Yeah, let's quick to touch on that then. Do you, do you find the workload under? I'd say under dash because we had such a small squad. Did you ever sort of struggle with the workload, or did did their the coaching team's preparation and sort of fitness orientated you know training and stuff did that prepare you for it or did you was it a, was it a slog like did you feel it towards the end were you sort of dragging yourself through yeah I, I, do you know what it's never a slog when you're fighting at the top end of the table i'll tell you that <laughs> true, much mate. True. <laughs> it's um it, it, you always find something but no he, it, we were very fit we were a fit team that year yeah. i think the pre-season was very tough it was his first pre-season he kind of made his mm. set out his stall as, as what we are and uh now we were a fit team and yeah i say we only had 14 15 players we could probably played most of the minutes that year it's um yeah. it, it was a reliable 14 15 do you know what i mean it was a strong yeah, squad yeah. and uh good players that you, you you'd step onto the grass of any day of the week and get in the trenches yeah. as they say it's um <laughs> good yeah it was good mate it was good 
go on then, give us a quick insight into a pre-season and a dash thing. Because I remember seeing some pictures, I think from the first one, was it Cork <laughs> over in Ireland? And yes. all I yeah. saw was like farmers' tyres, like lads drenched in ice water, trying to keep it cool down. Like, give, what's, what's it yeah. like? How tough is it? Yeah, so the, the, those pre-season, they are tough, mate, tough, very tough. <laughs> and it's, um, is it fair to say that's not a big part of my game but it's uh it, it was good no it was it was it was good and do you know what you made it enjoyable it was like it was you did you dug in and you dug in as a team together and yeah. when i say that that, that pre-season when we um after we just stayed up and then we went on to get promoted that his first pre-season was the one he caught like saying mm. he's got a gaffer's day which he calls his, his yeah. day and it was like it's two hours of like relentless running and it's whatever he says at the time so it's yeah it's it's suicide runs they're called up and down a pitch and then yeah. you're doing a suicide with a tractor tire with one of your teammates but <laughs> do you know what they're, they're tough days but I, I never remember how hard it hurt or what it felt you yeah. always remember that that moment at the end when you finished it with the boys and you're as a group and he always yeah. made it that like that moment it was like a team bonding exercise almost but it was obviously fitness as well but it was um you got that moment with those boys and you go through that and, and where your body will take yeah. you you, you it's, it's amazing and uh, yeah, yeah they're, they're special moments though they're off the pitch and on the training ground but they're, they're good moments yeah they're, they're, that the, they're like the the sort of the cement between the bricks aren't they they're moments that they're the ones that they're the moments that help you get through them difficult times if you have a bad few run of games you know bad run of games you, you're, you're all in sort of like in the trenches together like you say so it, it makes yeah, sense you know why what? it does it, it. it re referred back to those moments as well and they were all videoed mm. so if like we were going through tough times you see us they were videoed and and in in moments where we've got big games coming up, he'd show us all yeah. like United and together and yeah. finishing those runs and everyone cheering in the last guy and it was always like it was always it was always something we yeah. could refer back to from pre season. Yeah. It, it felt like it Dash and sorry, I keep saying Dash, like the gaffer and the <laughs> yeah. new boys, like it, it just felt like it matched with the town as well. Like we were quite you know, we're quite a working class town, you know, we're very modest, you know, fan base up here. Um, yeah. And it just felt like it all clicked, and it, and it all aligns up with what you're saying. Of that, we're all digging and working together, and we're all fighting for one thing. And you know, and I think that's why it works so well. You got the fans backing straight away, and from that second, from that first season onwards, all the fans fought for you guys as well, and you fought back for us. So that's why I think that he had such a long reign at Burnley, and well, a lot of lads stayed for quite a while. Like you, you know, yourself, Ben, me, Vox, Hingsy. Uh, sorry, yeah. you know, you all stayed for quite some time. And, it all adds up. Um, so we'll not talk too much about that first year in the season in the Prem because it came straight back down. But what yeah, was that? Know, that, was, that was a weird one, mate. Because I obviously yeah. uh, I missed most of it from my ACL, right? So yeah, I did it, yeah. Uh, three games towards the end of the season. So yeah. as good as that promotion season was for me, it was tough because I was uh, I, I was part of the celebrations, but you kind of miss it as well because you're not yeah. playing. So I was gutted to miss the chunk, a huge chunk of that Premier League season as well. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. It was um, yeah. A fascinating season that one because, like I said, talk, talk too much about other teams. But that year we went down. It was us and Leicester weren't it really fighting it out. And then obviously the season after, yeah. they went and won the league, and obviously we got yeah. pushed straight back up. But it, it, I always remember that being a really key battle throughout most of the season. Us and Leicester, we had some good games, and yeah, it was always, mm. I always remember that being a really like quirk from that year that we went. I think Matty Taylor missed the penalty, didn't he? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it sticks in my head. Obviously, it will do some, you know, die up burn for. But it sticks in my head that if we'd have scored that penalty, I'm not saying we'd have won the Premier League, but we'd have got like, to win the Premier League. Go on, say it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what would have happened, but who knows? So, so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll gloss over that relegation campaign because it don't really count. It's just like a practice run, won't it? So that second year, this, the time we came down, and then we had that incredible season where obviously the back end of it, we went 23 unbeaten. We had, mm. I'd probably say still this, to this day, one of my favourite ever squads assembled at Burnley with yeah. the likes of yourself, um, Andre Gray, Scotty Arf, Boydie, you know, Joy Barton coming in. You know, we had such a great, great team. What was, what changed that year? Because some, to me, something changed between the first <laughs> season we got promoted, the Premier League season, and then that season changed. We sort of started playing, I thought we played quite attractive football. Like, what, what, yeah. what? did you have at the start of that season when you came back down I think like you say on the flip side to what we said before about setting out for your, for your goal mm. like promotion was the goal right because you've, you've had a mm. taste of the Premier League the year before so we were very good in keeping 
the nucleus. Well, we, we kept everyone, basically, who got relegated. Yeah. So everyone had had a taste of the Premier League that year. Mm. Um, I think Ingsy was the only one to probably leave um, that summer, but yeah. we'd, we'd all had a taste of it and, and we all wanted it again. And um, that was that was the drive and the motivation when we came back for the pre-season after that. was That's where we want to get back to. And mm. I don't think that changed, mate, throughout the no. season. And it was... Um, I say I don't think that changed throughout the season. Do you know what the standout memory for me of that season, mate? And it's actually a bad one. I remember going away to Hull, Hull on Boxing Day, right? And I think Hull, Hull on Boxing Day away, mate, is never a nice fixture because you've got to go on Christmas <laughs> Day, right? So you've got to go overnight. Yeah. We met at about two o'clock in the afternoon on Christmas Day. You got you train and then you go down to Hull to stay in Hull for the night for a Boxing Day fixture. And it was, um, I'm pretty sure we lost two or three nil that day. It was a bad result yeah. anyway. And, and we dropped out of the top six um, on Boxing Day, which was 23 games in, obviously, and that's halfway through mm. the season. Um, then we came in the next day, mate. Obviously, a busy Christmas period, and we had a pretty honest chat, I think. It was a pretty open, honest chat around that time. It was a terrible game, bad result. And um, after that meeting, mate, we must have been in there with a gaffer for an hour or two hours. Yeah. I can't even tell you how long it was. <laughs> um, and there was a lot of things said, and, and we came out of that, and... Yeah. Well, you know what happened in the next 23, mate. And that something just clicked when we came out of that. And it was, um, yeah. that was a standout memory for me, that game, I think. Yeah. I remember that was a period of time when I was working at the club. So I was, wasn't in and around it fully in the first team, but I was in and out occasionally. And I always saw, I do just so, I can't, I can't quite work it out. When I went to the training ground, there was just something that you were all switched on, you know, like you were all in the zone, you were all, and it was after Christmas, I think I noticed the change where you went from, so just going through the motions and like just having crack with each other and whatever. But then I came after Christmas and I'd come in and in and out a few times, and I noticed the change and the vibe and what what like I say so you say the meeting there was was what caused that and that result. Um, do you think there was a specific player that drove that from inside, or was it just the gaffer, or was there a core group? Because I remember Joey came that year, didn't he, Joey Barton? Yeah, was he? the catalyst to push us on for that 23 do you think yeah i think so i think joe was a huge um voice mm. in the changing room um obviously the gaffer was a huge voice he was a huge mm. leader um we had a good core group of players that had um enjoyed success at the club and also enjoyed failure in the relegation right mm. so there, there was a lot of experience within that dressing room although you'd probably say we were a relatively young squad um mm. There's a lot of experience in that dressing room, so I think everyone just pulled together. And um, yeah. I can't remember the, the game after the whole game, but I just remember that there was a, there was just that moment after that. I just remember mm. things just changed. It was um, yeah. we just went on that run, mate, and it was yeah. it was a good feeling because when you when you start those sort of runs of being unbeaten, you just feel invincible. When you look yeah. back at the lads, I know it's quite cliche. You look, look back at the lads in the tunnel, and, and you believe. Do you know what I mean? You walk yeah. out every game, and you, you believe you're going to get a result, and it's uh, yeah. Those times are special, and it's 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 yeah. It's hard to bottle up yeah. that moment, but it's I know, good. Yeah, I felt that from like the back end of that season that we just like I say you'd I'd see you boys in the tunnel, and you'd just the other team just I think they knew they were beat at that point. I think we would be like ten games in at this point unbeaten, and they knew that they were in they were in for a game, and they knew they weren't going to win that game straight away. And you could see it were evident, and um, and it was just so impressive. I remember some games we blew teams away. Like I remember that Brentford away game. And it was yeah. only three nil, but it was just one of the most complete performances I've seen us play. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. what was it like playing in in that that twenty three though? Because were you were you just taking it? You know, like the gaffer come out in the interviews and he would always say one game at a time. You know, give you all these yeah. usual <clears throat> dashisms as we call them. <clears throat> but did you genuinely just think we're going to beat you next? It don't matter who you are, we're going to beat you. It's funny because when you you hear that one game at a time thing, you think yeah. all fans and everyone looks at it and you think, oh, that's saying I'm saying again. But when you're in a championship season or a season like that, the games are so relentless that you don't actually mm. have time to think about anything else. So if you finish the game on a Saturday you, and you've got a Tuesday yeah. game, for example, you'll be in on Sunday re reviewing the game yesterday and then previewing the game on a Tuesday. So you're literally just literally rolling games out and looking yeah, knocking them out anal analysis and everything and you, you haven't really got time to think to be honest yeah. there's a fixture pile up and everything it, it, it's great I love it because there's, yeah. there's so many games that you can if you lose on a Saturday you can turn it around on a Tuesday yeah. but uh, we never lost in that period so we didn't have to do that it was alright <laughs> yeah it's probably a good thing isn't it? just to just to knock them out one by one and it just constantly just bang 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 just keep going so 
No, that's good. Yeah. yeah, it was a good season, exciting season for that. I enjoyed that one. Some good, uh, yeah, good it was times. Good, mate. <laughs> it was very yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so obviously back in the prem, um, what the obviously first aim is stay in the league. How how did you find it coming back into that that prem season? Was was there anything different from that first one you had with us, or did you have a new view on it because you'd done one season prior to that? Yeah. Do you know what? For me personally and this sounds bad but the first one didn't really feel right for me because no. I was out I was out for nine or ten months with my ACL injury yeah. and even when I came back in the um, the December January time I didn't feel myself really personally to mm. the end of that season following probably following pre-season yeah. um, I didn't feel myself in player or physical or anything really and I think mm. uh, I didn't really take um, stock of how hard a cruise ship is to come back from until the mm. following season when I managed to get the games out and rolling games out again so the first time in the Premier League didn't really feel um, feel right for me. It's hard. To, it's hard to say, really. But yeah, yeah. I think coming the next time when after going up as champions, it really felt like that buzz, and now it was my yeah. my chance to get my good crack at the Premier League. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, did, so you, you, you played that season with you and Andre Gray up front. Was that a similar sort of partnership to you and Ingsy, or was it slightly different? Or um, how did you how did yeah. you get on with playing with Andre? I think it's probably seen as very similar because they're probably two mm. similar types, I suppose. But it was it was actually quite different. I think um, mm. In- Ingsy would always I'd always stretch a pitch, and as two up front, Ingsy would normally drop into that number ten position and get on the ball and get turned. And I think myself and Andre probably had a different relationship where I'd just say, Andre, you're so fast, mate. Just get off the shoulder of the back man, and I'll try and drop in a little bit. I'll try and flick it on, and you get in. And uh, <laughs> It sounds very simple, but that was kind of how it worked. He, yeah, he yeah. was so quick and powerful when he got through yeah. with it, and he'd, he'd find his way through and, and end up bagging a hat full of goals, which he did. And yeah. kind of just said to Andre, just play off the shoulder and do your work in behind. And um, we yeah. struck up a great partnership as well. And I, I, you know, I love playing with both of them, and um, yeah, yeah have some great times. And thing is, in football, mate, years go by, and it's uh, you strike relationships with with players, but also people. And I still keep in touch with Andre now. We're, we're very close and. As were a lot of yeah. the lads that I played at Burnley with over those years, when yeah. you have joy and success with people, mate, you, yeah, it's good. Yeah, you become attached, don't you? Sort of for forever almost. Don't you become bonded yeah. with that, don't you? That probably feels yeah. quite evident with the the club itself and what the gaffer did with us. He made quite a tight bond, didn't he, with all the players and the staff and everything. Um, yeah. So, a couple of years in the prem now, you know, two or three years in. At what point are you saying, yeah, this is it? We're a Premier League team. I'm a Premier League player. You know, we, we every season now we just—it's not a case of staying in the league. It's the state. It's more like minimum requirement is just you know sixteenth, and we push on sort of thing. Um, <laughs> it's funny, mate, that question because obviously we know where we ended up one season, mm. and I would love to say that was the goal at the start of the season. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I, look, I don't think it was just survival. Um, don't mm. get me wrong the first time we went up because we'd just come down ourselves like yeah it was survival and mm. to be honest with you it was probably survival most years and mm. and wherever we end up and what ended up happening was because of the run and the group of lads that we had that yeah. just took on the challenge um, and obviously I'm sure you don't speak about when we re- reached Europe but that was <laughs> we survived but the goal was survival sure it was yeah. and do you get that belief and then we just ended up going on yeah, yeah, an unbelievable run and ended up where we did. Yeah, well, let's let's have a quick quick talk about that then. What <laughs> I mean, from my point of view, I still can't believe it actually happened. I know in the end we didn't quite make it there, sort of thing. But we had, you know, we had them three games. But I was still sort of scratching my head at seeing us sort of seventh, six, seven, six. You know, dipping into fourth at one point. Like, what was it like in the the, the camp for you with that was it surreal or was you, were you just trying to take it in your stride or were you all looking at each other going what the is happening here sort of thing <laughs> do you know it was it was very surreal it was like there was always that goal of 40 points 40 points is always a goal I think it is yeah. for half the teams in the Premier League right um, mm. so we got that and I'm sure we hit that by about February mate so mm. I don't want to say the shackles came off but it was like we had that little bit of freedom um, and I'm sure you kind of saw it in a few teams this year Um Brentford and whatever, and they go on. You go on these runs, and it's like things just seem to happen. Things just seem to click. Um, and yeah, before you know it, we were. I'm sure we hit fourth at one point, like you say, didn't we? Yeah, and we did, it was, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, 
yeah, no, it, it was mad, mate. Things just kept rolling, and, and we were just the same group of lads, just enjoying going out and doing our job. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not underestimating it, I'm underselling it, sorry, but it's just it's what we were doing, and it was uh, yeah. it was enjoyable times, mate. It was good. Yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed that. That was a good, a good season. Um, it's probably up there, like to this day, still with one of the best things I've ever seen us do as a football club. Because, like, say we're very much little old Burnley. We're you know we we shouldn't even be in the Premier League club size, you know, for fan base and all yeah. that. So, for what you lads did to get us there, I think a lot of fans will probably always say cheers for that because you give a lot of fans yeah. a lot of amazing memories. So you'll always be a part of that, mate. So don't don't forget that the impact that you had. With, on the town and the, the club with that that season um, no it's great so, man. It's, uh, I know I'm still playing the stuff but it's great to, yeah. it's great to even look back on now and it, it's yeah. got some amazing yeah. times and like I say the relationships I've got we're still with not even players but staff people around the town and do you know I loved it it was, it was yeah. a great moment yeah. and I think that's what happens when you get those um, successful moments right whether it's promotions or staying up or qualifying for Europe whatever you do and it's uh, yeah yeah, they're good, good times and uh, good people mate I loved it it's good. Good. So my final question before we do some sort of fan questions, summarize. Try and summarize into a couple of sentences your time at Burnley. What what did it did it change you as a man? Did it change you as a person, a player? You know, what do you take from your pretty much you know quite a sizable chunk of your career at, at Burnley? What try and summarize it for us? A couple of sentences, mate. I'll be here waff, I'll be here waffling <laughs> all night. Um, <laughs> nah, do you know what it meant? It meant so much to me, mate. And like I say, I'm still playing football and I, I, I love it. Yeah. I love football, love playing. But the time I had at Burnley, mate, oh, to summarise it, was some of my mes- best moments on a football pitch. And mm. probably to summarise it, mate, it's probably some of my family's best moments as well, right? Mm. So it's not just um, it's not just me on a pitch, but my wife. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't have kids at the time, but my wife and my parents, they come up to every game. And mm. my dad still speaks to Burnley lads and he still catches a few <laughs> Burnley games when it's, um, yeah. it's right. Because he's got, he's, he's got a group group of mates there that he used to travel yeah. around with so he kept in touch and it was the family feeling mate and it's it's the family yeah. feeling between your players your staff that I still speak to now and and fans yeah. that I still speak to and it's um I don't know it's something special mate and I've said I said it before in the last answer but when you have special moments with people you've always got that bond um yeah and every FA Cup third draw mate I'm waiting for Burnley to come out first <laughs> and I'll get that away tie because I've not been back yeah, and it's um, uh, it's one thing I've got. I've not been yeah. back to turf since the moment I left. And uh, yeah, I don't think I could see in another in, in another shirt on the turf, mate. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so we've got a couple of questions for some fans. Let you have a dig in. First one is from a good friend of mine who does another Burnley podcast. He's called Joe Redmond. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. From the Turfcast podcast, so here we go. Hi everyone, Joe Redman here from Turfcast podcast. Hope you're all well. First, first of all, should I say, um, big shout out to Nathan for getting Sam on. Uh, well done, man. A big shout out for asking me to be a part of it. Um, I tried to get Sam on myself a couple of times. I remember emailing Stoke City media team, Wickham Wonders media team. Never got an answer back. Obviously, I don't have the pull that Nathan has. Um, but no, really looking forward to this one, Nathan. I can't wait to watch it. And again, thank you so much for asking, to be, uh, asking me to be a part of it. Um, but my question to you, Sam, is um, I want to know more about the European tour and how it felt like inside the dressing room and stuff. Like, from, obviously, for the fans, it, we were buzzing. Like, uh, I managed to get to Aberdeen. Not going to lie, I might have welled up when you all walked out. Uh, I managed to get to Olympiacos as well. And just the fact that I've watched Burnley playing a a competitive match against the most decorated side in the history of Greece. To me, it's just mental. Like, I start, I'm 35 now, um, so I started watching us when we are in Division 4, so, which is obviously now League 2, so I never thought I would even see the day. Um, 
but I don't know. So the fans were buzzing. Um, but I guess, I guess my question is like, I kind of felt, and I thought the lads took it seriously, um, but I kind of felt like maybe Sean didn't take it too much seriously. Um, he was constantly chopping and changing the side, wasn't he? Um, I mean, I think, I guess it's probably, it was too much of a learning curve and, and too much too quickly for, for such a small squad and for such sort of like a, a club the size of Burnley's. Um, but I don't know, it's kind of felt like we could have um, maybe pushed. I think the draw didn't help us either, um, to be honest. Um, the fact that we got such difficult games, uh, even Aberdeen, like, you know, they, they, their season already started. I think that was our first competitive match. and I think we played one friendly at that point. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, do, do, do you, Why do you think the European tour is basically my question? Why do you think the European tour didn't really go to plan? Do you think... Like the management didn't take it that seriously. Do you think it was just too much too soon, or, or do you think it was the uh, was the draw? Because like I said, the, the, all three draws were quite difficult. Even Bashakshia, they had some decent players on their books, didn't they? But um, yeah, again, big shout out Nathan. Thank you for asking me to send the question in. Nice one, Joe, for sending that long-winded question. Um, it's like turning into a turfcast podcast again. So yeah, Sam, European tour. What happened? Tell us about it. What were your experiences? Why do you think what happened happened? And yeah. Fill us in. I know, yeah, and I have to apologise for not coming on his podcast. Um, I didn't get the uh, didn't get the memo from Stoke or Wickham, but I'll have to chase that one up. But, uh, I've come on the main one tonight, mate. Anyway, no, um, uh, no, it was um, do you know it was a funny time because I think us in the dressing room were hundred percent bought into it. I think the gaffer bought into it. I think it was a tough time because. Look, like we said before, the, the main goal was still survival in the Premier League. So that was that was the main goal. Um, but it was something new to us all before. Like playing in Europe at club level was something no one's ever experienced in the dressing room. We were all buzzing for it. Um, and it was, well, it was typical, wasn't it? First, first European game, we got up to Scotland. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was... Um, now they were different those nights, mate, weren't they? They were different. It yeah. felt different. Um, it, was, it was a great feeling. And... Uh, I think we took it seriously and uh, I was gutted we didn't get through. I think we fully deserved to get through on that. The yeah. Arcos night at home as well was gutted. Um, and yeah. you feel it in the crowd as well. And it was um, it was disappointing. And I think, um, do you know, it was tough. It was tough. So, for example, I remember playing um, the away tie just before the start of the season. And we had Southampton away on the Sunday. Um, I can't remember. It must have been Istanbul. But we, we we've mm. played them away on the Thursday. Um Flew straight back from the game, arrived back into Manchester Airport about four or five in the morning. We had time to go home, um, get our heads down for a bit, back in Saturday to train and travel to fly straight back down to Southampton for the first game of the season, right? So I can understand from the gaffer and maybe the club's point of view that the Premier League is is still the key. We need to yeah. stay in the Premier League, right? So no game can be taken for granted and suddenly our preparation has been terrible going into um, yeah. we've had two two flights in 24 hours basically and uh yeah. well, three flights because you're flying there and back and down to southampton yeah. again we flew um and yeah the season the start of the season probably a bit of a hangover from that never really got going for us but on the on the on the european thing mate i look back and they were some of the best nights mm. i've been involved with football and yeah. uh i know we didn't quite get to the group stage but i see that as a little group stage mate the three teams we played yeah. with the toughest times we could have got at that level and uh yeah. yeah they were good nights i loved it it was good yeah that's it then them three draws like i said the first draw obviously we got aberdeen and initially all the fans were like oh, god's sake you know first time in like <laughs> however many years we're in europe and then all we do is go to scotland but yeah. actually yeah. like they were a good side they'd had a good season previous they were a tough you know they were sort of yeah. like similar to us at that point weren't yeah. they like tough to beat and stuff yeah. Um, and then having the is it Bishak Shashir next like again yeah. that's another tough game a, a really horrible place to go as well I remember the stadium yeah, yeah. being quite intimidating and, and quite intense do you, did you not yeah. did you feel that obviously you've got experience playing in the Euros for Wales but yeah. does it differ a little bit when it's club football you're playing on them European nights I think it did yeah, um, yeah. I can't say I've got masses of experience obviously with the with the Wales playing for Wales I'd, I'd been to those countries before and it's uh, mm. it's intimidating but do you know what I kind of buzz off that that's what I buzz yeah. off about football I buzz off going yeah. don't get me wrong I love playing at home in front of my home fans but as a player yeah. going away and having your small pocket of fans away and it's uh, you're doing it with them and your back's against the wall I yeah. love it mate that's what football's all about for me those away days and uh, yeah. going to away grounds and upsetting teams it's, it's amazing yeah. and um, it felt like that in Europe as well because you get all the jeers and you get all the different atmosphere and it was yeah. a 
it, it was a good feeling. And uh, yeah, the Istanbul one was great, obviously. And just got to be missed out to um, Olympiacos, mm. but hey it is what it is it was, it was enjoyable yeah, time mate. yeah but they're like massive you know a massive team in greece like most league titles in that you know like say we got probably the hardest draw you could have ever got in a qualifier right? you'd expect to have gone to like yeah. to know, kazakhstan first and then yeah. you know there's yeah. something but yeah to get probably the three of the most difficult teams you could have got i think we, we did as well as we could have done i think is to get through them first two rounds and um, it's, it's some of the obviously I'll never forget and the fans will never forget so you'll again you'll always be a part of that and them, yeah. three, them three nights at the turf were so special like I've seen some good nights at the turf you know before yeah. obviously the gaffer and all that they were like stand out for me them nights at the turf you know, them European nights like you said it felt special I don't know why I can't pinpoint what it what it was did you feel like it was different on the turf that night or them nights could you feel some oh, special brewing oh. Hundred percent, and I know we said, "Oh, we only got Aberdeen and that," but that was that was probably one of the toughest ones yeah. to go back home after a one-one draw away. And uh, I think it was was it Corky that popped up and got the winner. I think it was. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was like it was a, it was a tough game. It was a proper yeah. British Cup night. Yeah. It was. Uh, it had that feeling, and uh, yeah, yeah, that was a great night. Obviously, the Istanbul one as well. We were. It was. It was a tough game again, and got through that, but. That, that Olympiacos was one one with me, mate. I've, I remember it in a post in the first half. Yeah. And we had Steve made some great saves. We, we were all over him in my eyes. And yeah. it was, uh, they were backs against the wall. To have Olympiacos backs against the wall at turf, mate, it's not too bad. So, yeah, um, yeah. no, they were, we were unfortunate, yeah. but it was, it was great to experience that. Yeah, good, good times, great times. Uh, right, it's got a couple of questions to get through from some of listeners and followers and fans and all that. Lot. So, first one's from uh, the Italian Clarets. We've got an Italian fan group in Italy a Burnley fan group in Italy how about that uh, what was your favourite goal that you scored for Burnley oh wow that's a tough one mate that is a <laughs> that tough, is a tough one. one um we just touched on Europe I have a few I have a per, few few highlights personal favourites to give you, you some prompts <laughs> the Aberdeen one that was a personal favourite just because of what it meant first goal in Europe for a hell of a long time um the one against Rovers when you come off the bench and equalised again, pretty special. Probably touch on them in a bit. There's a question on them down the road yeah. in a minute. <laughs> and then the Liverpool one, which well hit into the bottom bin. Yeah. Well, like yeah. Middle, yeah. You know, like, so that's, they're my three prompts. Was, uh... if, it, if it inspires more in your head, then let us know. <laughs> nah, definitely. I think the um, Liverpool one for me was, uh, mm. was a goal I've been waiting a long time for for my first Premier League one as well. And, uh, Somehow, mate, he managed to get one outside the six-yard box as well. So that's, uh, that's, that's, that's one to uh, keep hold of. Um, but do you know what? On a personal note, and I don't think many Burnley fans... Well, I'm sure Burnley fans know I'm from yeah. Southampton. I'm a Southampton fan, but um, it's kind of weird because that's my team, Southampton. I was home and away when I was young. Diehard Southampton fan, love it. And my uh, um, scoring down there, we beat them 1-0 and I scored in the last five minutes, I think. And uh, yeah. it was right, like I say, it was away from home in that pocket of fans and scoring at the ground. I had a season ticket out for years. Yeah. It was, uh, that was a special moment. I remember old man, was, although he, he follows me everywhere, week in, week out, he was sat in the, um, we had our season tickets for yeah. uh, for Saints and it's right next to that pocket of away fans. So I ran over pointing to him as I was running to the away fans <laughs> as well. So that moment, and uh, that was also on that run, like I say, when we got to Europe. So, just seemed to be everything was clicking that year and uh, yeah. it was a tight game, no no and came off the bench and scored. So for me to score at a ground I grew up yeah. watching the team was was a pretty special moment, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like refreshing to hear you say stuff like because you know, we all we do is just sort of put these fo- put footballers in this like little bubble and they're just like robots and they don't actually have emotions. They don't like football, they just play football. <laughs> but you know, it's nice yeah, to yeah. hear that even though you were scoring against your boy or team, it still meant something two year um, so it's nice nice to yeah. hear that and again not one that I don't think many Burnley fans will probably even remember to be honest with you yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so next one is from Burners82 he said if you could go back in time and pick a Burnley game to relive and play again which would it be oh that was a very good question mm. um, touched on the Olympiacos one mate I'd go back to that one and, and uh, yeah, stick try that one again corner rather than hitting the post um, <laughs> but no, there was some great, great times, mate. Oh, that's a tough question, that one. I think yeah. um, I think some of the like promotion-defining ones, like QPR yeah. that day yeah. when we when we sealed it, um, 
that day for me was, was, was a special day. Obviously, I, I got the yeah. goal, but it was it was more than that. I think in the morning, the build-up, I remember listening to the fans and driving up and all the fans are watching Brighton on the screen outside the gate, outside the, the um, game because yeah. they're in the morning kickoff. Mm. And then we were warming up on a pitch and you could hear the roar and we found out that Brighton had dropped points. So if we got the win yeah. that day, we were going to... It would be done. Um, yeah. It would be done. Oh, it was an edgy game, mate. I'm sure you remember. Yeah. And it was 0-0 uh, yeah, yeah. for a long time. And I think that day, it just all encapsulated what it was all about because it went our yeah. way in the morning and then we knew what we had to do. And yeah. oh, it was a great day. The pitch invasion, oh, mate. Sometimes yeah, delivery class. forever. It was amazing, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is quickly... When you hear, say, like the fans reacting to stuff like that and you find out that Brighton are drop points, does that affect the performance or do you really, like, is it just like game mode as normal or do you really have to try hard to be in game mode as normal? Like, I don't care what any footballer tells you, mate. It's yeah. a lot of rubbish because it, it, it gets in the back of that mind somewhere and, and you're aware of it, uh, managers are aware of it. Don't get me wrong, the gaff would have got us in before and sat down and said it doesn't yeah. matter about what's happened, it's about us going out there. But no, you, you're well aware of it and it's... It added to the tension, right, around the game. I remember it being nil-nil until 60, 70 minutes, and um, it was it was a tight affair. And uh, we knew what we had to do. We knew what we had to do, and it was just that relief. I think when that, when the ball went in, and then the final whistle went, and it was a uh, oh, great moment. And you, you, you're, yeah. you're fully aware, mate. I don't get what anyone says. You're fully aware, and you know about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Next one. Uh, it's from Clarets Roundup. Um, Shout out to him for getting a question in. He says, what was the thing that kept you at Burnley for so long? I think we spoke about it a bit earlier on, didn't we? I suppose we finding a yeah, home, yeah. finding cutting off like a nice environment, family, you know, very family oriented. So. Oh, 100%, all of that. And uh, it was somewhere I just loved going to work every day, to be honest. Um, mm. Not that I, I wanted to leave at all, but it was just somewhere that I just wanted to, do it and it was yeah. it was it was enjoyable time right we, we were successful yeah. and and I was, I'm proud to have been part of that successful time to have played yeah. a load of games in that time and and had some great moments and um it was great that the, the gaffer was loyal as well because I think yeah. some team sometimes you see some teams that stay up in in and around the Premier League and they want to build the club and they they get rid of some players that brought them success but I think the key to Burnley and his success over that period mm. under Sean Dyche was he stayed loyal to those players. And yeah. I wasn't the only one. You saw players that were staying for seven, eight, nine, ten mm. years at that club. Barnsley done ten years. And you see that's because it's yeah. a loyal club. It was a loyal manager. And he trusted what was in the in the building at the time. And don't get me wrong, we we added some great players to it. But the core yeah. of the group was was a loyal group that um, the gaffer trusted. And I'd like to think I was part of that as well. Yeah, love that. It helps. It, it's nice to be wanted, isn't it? You know, that's in like any walk of life, any job. It, it's nice that your gaffer wants you to be there. It's not good just being a part of a, a team. So yeah. It, it, it's, yeah, that's important in football as it is any, any other walk of life, isn't it? Um, next question, uh, second to last question. This is from Sam BFC91. He says, Do you, Did you realise the importance of the equal, East Lancashire derby before or after your equaliser off the bench? So that first <laughs> time you played one. Did in the dressing room? Did you know what it was about? Did you know the like rivalry, or did you just sort of wing it and see how it felt on the day? So I touched on before, right? I'm a Southampton fan growing up, so I was mm. Portsmouth. That was a rivalry I grew up in, and that was yeah. a, a tough rivalry. And I wasn't fully aware of Burnley Blackburn. I won't lie until mm. I, till probably a couple of weeks before that game, right? Um, I knew that obviously I knew they were close rivals, whatever. But when you're in it and you're in the town and that's what everyone's talking about, yeah. it, it was I was buzzing for it. <laughs> I couldn't wait for it. I, it. I said to you before, when you when you go away to away grounds, that's what I buzz, yeah. I buzz off those moments. But that those derby days when you're driving up, honestly, I buzz off it, mate. I think it's brilliant. Um, yeah. It's a different atmosphere. We touched on it around like mm. European nights. Those derby nights, there's a different atmosphere around the ground. Yeah. It's, it's 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 hard to bottle up and know what it is, but it's got that feeling and. Uh, yeah. I was um, talking about that equaliser. I was on the bench that day and it was, we were 1 0 down. I think Jordan Rhodes, who seemed to sting us for about three or four years on the bounce, um, <laughs> popped up. And uh, yeah, I'll always remember that moment, mate. It was like, yeah. that was like my first main moment. I'd scored a couple before that, but that was my first proper moment at yeah. Turf. And Junior, Junior slung in a great cross and managed to stick my head on it. And it was, mm. uh, yeah, it's like the whole place erupted. It was, it was amazing yeah. feeling. Yeah, you, you, that core, that like, group that you, you boys had together like the gaffer and yourself and then a few others you had they were like our they've been our glory years as a Burnley fan over 
them down the road. So like you, you, you lads are fir- firmly like etched in folklore at the club. Like you, you know, we've had we've got a dominance over them now. Like and and you're yeah, a part yeah, of that. Definitely. So like you'll always be a, you'll always be remembered for that. Like no matter what happens, no matter what pub you walk into, whether you now or whether you're 15, you come to Burnley, someone will buy you a pint and remember you from being a part of having dominance over them so it oh, means such a lot there this week, then, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it means so much in the town and like I say I think so most fans take it a bit too seriously and they probably would swap you know silverware for a, a win against them so the fact that you're a part of that no, do you know so what it was um, pretty special some of, my, some of my best days playing for Burnley mm. were, were away we got that yeah. during the two promotion seasons obviously I remember Ingsy scoring a winner what a moment yeah. that was and uh I don't know why Scotty done it because it, it was hard work catching up with him, but sprinting from uh, one end to the I other, that. celebrating that goal. The oh, other thing that I remember, I remember one thing I remember from that day is seeing Duffo keep up with him. <laughs> Everyone else was behind him, and Duffo and Arfield were off. <laughs> I know it was amazing. What a finish and what yeah. a moment I was. Honestly, yeah. that's like those moments sprinting down to that way, and like I say, you see yeah. your way in just going nuts, and it was like special, ah, special, mate, proper. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I wasn't part of it this year but seeing the boys seal it down yeah. there, what, what a moment that must have I know. been that was going to be my next question so like, obviously you watched it so you knew obviously the context around it all did you know how good that was for us anyway as Burnley fans not only beating them to get promotion but to beat it and win the league on their patch like did, did you did you understand how good that would have been for all the Burnley fans oh, honestly I was I was I was obviously I've not been in Burnley for a few years now so I've experienced yeah. it on the pitch but that night I was jumping around my living room honestly Class. like it Love was that. like I wish I was in that way and not on the pitch I wish I was in the away and that it unbelievable <laughs> yeah it was, uh, a lot of fans did do <laughs> yeah, Rovers absolutely shafted us that day. They give every other team in the country seven thousand. They give us two thousand. They did yeah, did us dirty. That they thought they were trying to get the get an edge over us by getting rid of all half of the fans. So didn't work though. Nah, didn't work. Did amazing. it? What a way to do it. You couldn't write exactly. that script. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last one from the fans. Uh, this is one from uh, Rush Patrick. He says, "What are your plans post football? Do you plan on coaching or leaving football altogether or?" media or what what's your, what's your plans i know you've still got oh, some I'm there's getting... life in the old dog yet i'm not i'm not ruling you out just yet I but you say... <laughs> i'm getting more and more of these questions as I get out of years, <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to dodge it um <laughs> nah, do you know what my um it's funny i'm 33 now and i'll turn 34 soon but mm. my my desire and passion for football is, is as much as ever and i love it i genuinely love it mm. i'm a great club here in wickham and and yeah can't wait, but obviously that day does come. Um, yeah. I'm dreading it, but it does come when you have to um, retire and whatever, and you see people do mm. it in transition. But um, personally, I'm doing my coaches, uh, coaching Good. badges, um, something that I wanted to do and kind of end my career with. So I'm enjoying doing that. And yeah, uh, yeah do you know what? I'll see. See what happens. See what yeah. happens and uh, see where it takes me when I finish. But nah, just enjoy it as much yeah. as I can at the minute because yeah. it's. Uh, yeah, it's tough. football stuff, mate. It's tough. You have some good, and, good and bad times in your career, but um, yeah. yeah, it's all about enjoying yeah. it. And I'm, uh, I'm enjoying yeah. it. I mean, it's good. No, I wish you a few more years yet on the pitch, mate. You've still got it in your legs. You're not old by any stretch. You've still got it. But <laughs> it, it must. It, quickly, does it fill you with confidence? Because I think now the gaffer, he's sort of left a bit of a legacy with players that are now becoming top coaches and managers. Um, yeah. Does that feel with you a bit of confidence that you think you've got enough from, say, like someone like the gaffer that you will have a successful coaching career? Like you look at uh, Duffo, now we've just gone Swansea, you've got Joy Barton, you've you know you've got a good core of of, of ex like lads from that you know that group that we had that have gone into coaching. Is is that something you look to towards? Yeah, definitely. I think it's. Um, I'm in touch with Duffo. Duffo's a great mate of mine, and. Yeah. Uh, speak to him all the time. I'm delighted he's got that down there because he fully deserves it. And, and towards his, the end of his career, I could always see him um, going into that side of the game and, and he's done great. And, uh, yeah. and Joey the same, obviously down at Bristol, he's done a great mm. job. So for me, it is it is something, like I said, when I finish my career, whatever it is, I want to finish it with my badges and, and see where it yeah. takes me. If I stay in football or I don't, it's something that's, I don't know, it's in you. You've all, I've always done yeah, football yeah. and always will yeah. have something to do with football. So um, yeah. yeah, I'll see, I'll see. Still trying. Sweet. I stick my head on a few things first. <laughs> yeah, you've still. I've seen, seen, seen you still do it. You've still got it, man. Don't worry. Still got it. Um, right. Some quick fire questions now. Short and sweet, if you can remember them all. But first one: favorite roommate you had at Burnley. Oh, 
favourite roommate I had at Burnley, um, it would have to be... Uh, wow, the quick fire. Can't do this to me. <laughs> Can't do this to me. I had some good, good roommates. Um, I'm going to say Michael Kitely. Michael Kitely? Michael was... Um, yeah, yeah we, cool. we were good friends. Um, and uh, we were friends from Wolves from many years ago. And, uh, yeah, Kites was a good lad. Yeah. Kites. No snoring, clean, tidy. <laughs> no snoring, no, no. That's why I didn't go for trips. I was, I was very close to trips, but Trips was a snorer. And uh, he used to keep me up. So, uh, yeah, Kites, Kites like made it. me a cup of tea and run my bath, so I'll, I'll go for Kites. Oh, lovely. <laughs> nice one. He's the mum then, isn't he? Um, best training ground prank you've seen or done yourself? Um, best training ground prank I've seen. Um, here's one for you. Um, I didn't do it myself and I'm not going to admit to it because he won't even know who it is to this day Joey Barton signed on his first day for Burnley right and um, I think the boys tried to uh, tried to test the water a little bit so someone's cut his sliders sliders being flip flops right right yeah. across the top so it's cut his sliders right through the middle and I literally remember that moment I was in there at the time I knew it had happened and I'm sat opposite in the dressing room and I'm just waiting for him to he's put him in and he's going to stand up and he's literally just fell forward, mate, as you can imagine. And it was that, that moment where it was like, right, this is Joey's first day, right? We don't know how he's going to take this. But Joey took it as Joey was. He's a great lad and uh, yeah. took it well. But always remember that moment. And, uh, yeah, oh, uh, don't get me wrong, I've seen some other pranks that I probably can't see on a podcast right now. But um, that one is the family-friendly yeah. version. Yeah. Fair, fair play to ever plan that. As balls to tackle to take on Joey. It could have gone either way, that couldn't it? It could have gone either way. I know, yeah. No, he took it very um, well, Joey, and it was, uh, yeah, it was good. Good, good. Um, on the spot, this one, nothing nothing major. Favourite <laughs> retro football kit growing up? Ah, favourite retro kit growing up. I'm a Southampton fan, as I said before. Okay. Um, I've gone through my old man's collections recently, and my old ones growing up always had Letizia on the back, and it was. Uh, <laughs> It was a Draper Tools sponsored yeah. red and white striped shirt, black collar. Oh, that was the one, mate. That was the one I always nice. remember. Yeah. Nice. Favourite kit you've played in? Favourite kit I've played in. Um, yeah, any team, any year. Favourite kit you've played in. I know. I'm going to have to go, like... I have to go for Wales, right? We had a, we had an Adidas yeah. kit and it was just... It was the one. It was the one. Three, yeah. three white stripes. It was just... I've always worn Adidas boots. Adidas have always been my... Uh, my, yeah, uh, signature. So yeah, we had a uh, Wales Adidas kit was the one for me. <laughs> oh, goes into my next question: Adidas Predator <laughs> or Nike Total Night? <laughs> ah, not even a question. Come on, <laughs> Predator all favorite, day long. Favorite Predator then? Do you remember them all, or are you oh, not much of a boot yeah, nerd like boot. me? You must be. Um, I'm a bit of a boot nerd. Yeah, I've always worn uh, yeah. Adidas. Um, predator, the Accelerators, but I'm going to say the Manias. I think. Yeah. Early Doors. Yeah. Yeah, best ones. Be best ones. Yeah. Um, Copa Mundial. Uh, yeah, the oh, God. Got the remake. Can't get all of them. They're uh, like oh, no. uh, unicorn shit, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Copa Mundial or Puma Kings? Copa Mundial, mate. And if you'd have seen Easy. me in my career, I was horrific because uh, at youth team level, uh, sorry, these are meant to be quick fire, but I'm waffling on it. <laughs> um, we were only ever allowed in youth team black boots, right? So that's all yeah. you could wear. Um, youth team manager didn't let any colour, so I was Copa Mundial, and then I just loved them. So I used to get yeah. studs. I didn't get on well with the World Cup, so I used to get studs no. drilled into the Copa Mundials. Um, yeah. And I wore them for, yeah, well into my professional days. Um, yeah, loved classics. Them. Classics. Oasis or Blur? Ha, Oasis, million percent. I do love Blur, but my Oasis, yeah. Yeah. Do you think they'll get back together? Oh, I'm praying for it. Praying for it, mate. Praying for it. I had network tickets for Liam last year as well, but I couldn't oh, yeah. go because we were on a holiday. But, um, yeah. yeah, I'm praying for it. Yeah, that, that'll that be some some struggle <laughs> getting tickets, won't it? Oasis um, back at the turf, mate. How about that one for a night? <laughs> Arctic Monkeys or Coldplay? Arctic Monkeys. I saw them last week. Love them. Yeah, class. Very good. Do you, what do you think to Glastor? Ah, it, yeah, it was great. Um, I know there was a lot of people talking about it, but yeah. I'm one of these. I bought into their new albums, mate. I played it. Maddie and my yeah. wife, she thinks I'm just I'm just uh, pretending, but I bought into it, no. mate. And I'm, uh, yeah. yeah. My wife's exactly the same. She thinks I'm just like just acting like I like them because I've grown up with them since like 
2007, like when I was in high school, like, I've listened to them for so long and she thinks I'm just like doing it to just say I like the album, but I love the new album. I think it's class. I yeah. love the direction that they're in. So, yeah. uh, Last question, go-to drink at the bar. <laughs> go-to drink at a bar. Yeah. Um because I know you like a cocktail. I know you like a cocktail. I like a cocktail. Can you see with a pina colada and I'm not going to No, it would have to be a, a, a pint of the local, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lovely. Yeah. In, uh, Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next time you're in Burnley, we'll find you a pub and we'll get you a pint of whatever we can get our hands on. Sounds so, good. I had a few good yeah. um, promotion celebration parties in, uh, in Burnley Town Centre over the years. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we used to be uh, behind nights. the bar pouring a pints more than drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good good nights. Not that I can remember much of them, but I, I remember being there, but whatever happened, happened. So, so Sam, thanks for this. Been uh, much appreciated. Thanks for taking your time. Um, I hope pre-season goes well. I hope the next coming season goes well. I always keep an eye out on Wickham and see how you're getting on. Um, but yeah, thanks for your time taking to oh, chat nice. to us. And it's nice to uh, you see you have fond memories of your time at Burnley because we all have fond memories of you, mate. It's, uh, it's a mutual uh, mutual feeling between us. Yeah, no, no, no. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. And it's, um, it was a massive part in my life, my family's life. And uh, yeah. yeah, love my times. And it's good to reminisce and talk about it, mate. And I just... I'm still waiting for that cup draw, so hopefully we get back out there. <laughs> hopefully this point. season. Like I say, yeah. I left on deadline day and it was a quick thing and I, uh, yeah, I haven't got back to turf, football being what it is, yeah. I haven't got back to turf since, so hopefully get back sooner rather than later and see everyone. Yeah, sweet. Right, thanks for your time, mate. Appreciate it. Look after yourself. Yeah, no worries, mate. Thanks, mate. Podcast Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.